Welcome to Well Played Podcast, the show on all things playful and joyous in education. I'm your host, Michael Matera, sixth grade teacher, author, and presenter. Just a reminder that the Hive Summit is still going on, and you can sign up at hivesummit.org. It's a wonderful conference, free, and we're helping people just, you know, gussy up their classrooms and get it just right for those kiddos. It's going to be awesome. So go there, check it out, and be on the list. Uh, today we have a awesome guest. I'm like super honored, super excited to have Jeff Hoban with us today. Jeff and I went to school together and our paths have gone separate ways and our paths have crossed again time and time and I'm so excited to have you on the show today. Uh, so Jeff, can you introduce yourself a little bit? Hey, thanks, Michael. Uh, as Michael said, my name is Jeff, and I, I work here at Camp Gray uh, in South Central Wisconsin. And uh, I've been the executive director here for 12 years. I've been at camp 16 years. Uh, so uh, we run a traditional summer camp, second through 12th grade. And we also have a school year program where we uh, work with uh, fifth and sixth graders for environmental stewardship. We do team building for seventh and eighth graders. And then uh, we run some uh, confirmation retreats for our high school students. That is awesome. I am so excited to have this discussion with you today. Jeff and I are gonna be discussing this idea of being purveyors of wonder. Uh, and I have to really give credit where credit's due. That was, uh, Jeff Jeff kind of like coined that for me. I don't know if he got it from somewhere, but it is just, I don't know, it's an electrifying like thought for me. Yeah. So, uh, being in the sort of camp space, you're going to kind of talk about that and the, being the purveyors of wonder there. I'm going to be talking a little bit about it in school, but what what does that mean, I guess, to you right off the bat, like this concept of being a purveyor of wonder? Yeah, so, you know, at camp, we have 225 acres, and so really a lot of Whew. camp is coming outside uh, again, leaving, I know you guys are, uh, you know, your audience is a lot of classroom folks, but we like to get out of that. We have a classroom here, of course, but it's, uh, there's no walls. And so really unplugging um, and, and getting kids out into nature um, to really find things to wonder about. You know, we have so much of this uh, artificial world around us and, you know, you can find answers to all of those things around you. Uh, until you get out into nature and there's stuff in nature that you just can't explain um, and it causes you to wonder. So, I love it. I, I jotted down some, some things here because in your response, I really liked it. Like You really pointed out kind of this idea of unplugging and yeah. uh, I don't want anybody to like misunderstand either of us. Like There's lots of wonder that you can, you can get via devices but i yep. think what jeff's kind of hitting on and, and it definitely is resonating with me is you know reconnecting with nature like we are a part of nature like we sometimes right. remove ourselves so much from it from our like you said our our made houses and 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 you know even on the like animal kingdom it's like we don't even really put ourselves on that chart it's like there's, right. there's the, like we're over here we're something else but right. like we are part of nature and I think there is something about unplugging and just being human again and, and having other human interactions as well as going on those like interactions outside and exploring. So that's awesome. Yeah. And when you, when you talk about being human, I think, uh, I think the beauty of wonder is really that it brings us back to a childlike state. And of course, as educators, I think that we forget that, uh, 
you know, it's, it's like we left childhood behind, but I think we really, in order to serve kids, we need to remember what it's like to be childlike and we need to be ourselves like children because, um, you know, I shared with my staff the other day, um, this little piece and, um, only the childlike retain the child's gift of wonder. So only, only if we're childlike, can we retain that gift? And then, and so why is wondering important? It goes on to say in wondering, we forget ourselves entirely. We're lost in what has provoked our awe. So I think this beautiful thing about, um, getting outside of ourselves. So not only getting out into nature, but I think we're so inward focused sometimes, uh, that we, we lose sight of that world around us. And so if I can find something to wonder about, then, uh, then it's, then I just get lost in, I, I, I lose my own thoughts and I get lost in kind of this, this, whatever it is that, uh, has caused awe in my life. Yeah. I love, I love that idea too, of just like reconnecting with the things that give you awe. And yeah. I, I don't know about you, but like, I, I heard the original quote about, uh, you know, only those that retain that childlike spirit mm-hmm. can, can kind of experience it and have it and and be childlike. I, I will sort of challenge that author and challenge our audience and you and me. I do think being childlike, being able to to be awe-inspired, right? To be open enough to, to, to that. I think it's like anything else in life. Like, even if you lost it, you can build that back in your life. You oh, just, absolutely. You just have to make different choices than what you're making, you know? And I I think per this whole conversation that we're having, it's one of the things that we should start putting to the top of our list because who doesn't want to live with that childlike sense of awe? Like we can be an adult and we can understand how lots of the world works. But I mean, I don't know the exact quote by Socrates, but I mean, it's like he's, or Plato. Plato knew that he like, He's wise enough to know that he's basically dumb. Like he doesn't know. There's (laughs) way more that he doesn't know. So like even though I got this tiny little corner all figured out, I don't have to walk around and be like a boring person with like, well, I know my tiny little corner. We're like, yeah, but there's so much more. Yeah. And we just don't take, we just don't take time to wonder, you know? And so I think, yeah, giving ourselves that opportunity, that permission, uh, to, to be childlike, to pause and to, uh, Kind of yeah, lose ourselves in wonder, and I think that there's a there's a beauty in that, there's a simplicity in that, and I think a lot of us uh, yearn for that in life, and we can't necessarily put our finger on it. So, I hope we're not yeah. getting too deep here, but no, I mean this is great, I love it. So like, I think what I mean this this whole channel, this whole podcast, my YouTube, all of it is really trying to aim at having a joy filled life. Like, I want us to be happy again. And some of that relates to the classroom. I want I want kids to be happy and healthy. I want the teachers in those rooms to be happy and healthy. And if somebody's just watching and listening to this stuff outside of all of that, I want them to be happy and healthy in their life as an adult. So this is all like strikes right at the heart at what I care about. Um, and I think you were talking about this like, this this important to like, reconnect and rediscover that and like i was saying that we should take that time to like build and we can kind of get up to that childlike spirit yeah but one of the things you had mentioned made me remember you you said we don't give ourselves permission and time to do it Mm -hmm. and i 
And I think that's so important. And I think we need to start figuring out ways to sort of build in some time. I mean, right? Like schedule in the non-scheduled time. Schedule right. in, literally schedule in some wonder. Like schedule in a walk to a to a park you haven't been to in a while. Like yeah. there'll be wonder because you you haven't been there in a while. Or maybe you've yeah. never been. Look it up. Like go to that park. Yep. And take, leave, take a leave walk. The, leave the phone behind and uh, yeah, just let yourself walk. And, and you're right, we are at a point in our life, unfortunately, that we do have to schedule that time. So then you think, well, is it really unscheduled time? But like you say, you, you just block it off as I'm not going to I'm not going to take any calls. I'm not going to check any messages, you know, and all that. And I think that um, you do. You have to give yourself that time. Yeah. Well, I think like anything too, you these are the steps you have to take, I think, to get started towards that wonder. I mean, like the yep. hope would be you would just start to notice things on your normal walk or when you're just getting from your car to the work, you know, you're going to, you're going to have that peaceful mind to be in awe of the beauty that's around you. Notice the the sunrise while you're going to work, you know, notice the clouds, notice the flower, notice the kid like picking up something on the ground and like smiling and bouncing on their way because you took that time. But I was just saying like as a, as a way to get to that level of awareness and that level of peace, maybe you start with saying, Hey, I'm going to go for a walk on Wednesday at night. Yeah, and then I think that the the next logical step after we experience this awe and wonder is it moves us very seamlessly into uh, the gift of gratitude. And I think that that's, you know, if we're looking for happiness, I think that there's nothing uh, that can bring happiness more than just focusing on things that we can be grateful for. So I think that that's, in my life, I take that wonder, I find something, you know, to wonder about, to get lost in that, and then I think, wow. This is amazing. I, you know, I'm grateful for the experience to, you know, to have seen this or to have heard this noise or to, you know, to watch this, you know, to watch the meteor shower or whatever it might be. Um, and I think if, again, if we spend time in gratitude, uh, it's it's a great way to chase all the kind of the negativity out of our lives. Yeah, I agree. I think that when when we start to like train our brain to notice the positive, like it's amazing and gratitude, taking like simple steps to to concentrate and think about what's been right in your day, what's yeah. gone right in your world. All yep. of a sudden, that just becomes sort of a, a habit of noticing the world's pretty good. And then like <laughs> your disp- your disposition changes, right? Like we've yeah. all heard that saying where like, oh man, there's nothing but like negative stuff on the news and you know, and then what do we do? We all watch like binge watch some Netflix show about killing people and like, you know, whether that be, you know, I don't know some HBO show or some Netflix show or whatever. But like we do seem to surround ourselves with the morose. (laughs) Like we, we, we should surround ourselves with wonder and wisdom that comes with that. Yeah. And Mike, I know you'll put this book in the show notes is the embers and the stars. I can't even pronounce the author's name. So we'll just, uh, we'll we'll (laughs) leave it at that. We'll, we'll let, we'll leave it at that. But you know, he, he talks about, um, you know, nature has a way of making our private troubles seem pretty small, you know? And I think that that's a beautiful thing again about, getting kids out into nature, getting ourselves out into nature, all of us, you know, when you look at all of this creation that's around us and all of these things that you can't explain and you just feel, um, you know, let's, and let's go big here. Let's go. We're in the Rocky mountains now, you know, and you're out there and you, you literally just feel small. And I think that, uh, there's a beauty in that as well. So, um, we need to take time to do that for ourselves. But you know, in the Midwest, maybe you, uh, maybe you're out on Lake Michigan, or you know, I was just gonna give say, it, my give town it. I live in is right on the lake, and 
yep. I don't, I mean, like every day I got to at least spend a little time by the lake and it, it right. it's a humbling experience. Like literally I'm 5'10", but I feel like a grain of sand standing next to that thing. That's right. That's right. And that's, uh, that's good. Cause it, it, it keeps us in, gives us perspective. It really does. It really does. This idea also of, you know, we really are talking about the power of wonder and why we should have it. Let's yeah. for the rest of our conversation, or at least for right now, let's sure. look at let's look at that word purveyor. Like, so if wonder, mm. we've we've just made a really good sell job on why we should build it into our lives and and hopefully like inspire students and and you know kids to continue yeah. that sense of wonder into their adulthood. Yep. Uh, well, what's our job then as these purveyors? Whether we're camp counselors, whether we're even in the business world, or you know, for us teachers, like. How are we purveyors of wonder? Okay, so uh, a story comes to mind. I had a camper last week. His name is Anthony. Rough childhood, you know. Father is incarcerated right now. And uh, it actually, great-grandma dropped him off. So, you know, this kid's been bounced around and, uh, you know, has, has had a rough life. Uh, he's probably a fifth grader. Um, and we had a moment. You know, he did not want to be here. Uh, this is Sunday night, first night of camp. Uh, definitely didn't want to be here. We call home, talk to grandma and grandpa. Uh, great grandma's 82 years old. She's not going to come to pick him up, right? Not at night. And so he's here. He's stuck. And um, we get through Monday and Monday night, same routine. Wants to call grandma and grandpa. Uh, once again, of course, they're not coming to pick him up. But what I, what I, the conversation I had with Anthony is, Anthony, now that you're here, now that you know that you don't have an option of leaving, it was that same conversation with him. I said, you have to allow yourself to have fun, you know? And again, given his life and his background, I get that, that that's difficult to do. But I think once he was able to just recognize the place he is in and allow himself to have fun. So when you ask about being a purveyor of it, I think you have to, A, give kids permission to do it because I think we've sadly been conditioned to not uh, mm-hmm. to not wonder about things, to not experience those things. And, and, and certainly not all of us are to the degree, you know, or live the childhood that maybe Anthony has. But, um, but I think as a purveyor of it, as someone who is a teacher or a counselor, uh, camp counselor, we have to give these kids permission. And I think the way we do that too, is to set that example to just go out and have fun ourselves. Uh, so that's, I guess, to start things off. No, I think that's really good. I, I like one way I definitely do it in my classroom I think one great way an adult can give a kid permission is when the adult themselves lets go, right? Like yep. don't, yep. don't stand on the edge, you know, don't, don't, don't tell the others to, to do it. Like you're, Push. you're not, yeah. Like you're not like the, the whatever, you're not at a circus and like you, you don't just own the tent, like be a part of the tent, right? Like, yep. Like, yep. Yeah. So, you know, when yeah. you have these experiences, so I, I do game club at school. And I yep. could just as easily like just set up four games, teach the four games, and then like go grade papers in the corner while they sure. all play games. I could totally do that. But like this is an opportunity for me not only to connect, but it also is an opportunity to have like this joyful moment with them. And right. that's that moment where you can give kids that sense that like, wow, like this adult, this adult's all in. I'm <laughs> right. Like, I'm 12. Like I should definitely be all in on this. Right. And you know, I run a board game club and there's a lot of kids that 
try it out that first day and they're like this is pretty nerdy this is a board game club but then when they see like me all in they see the other kids kind of all in and everyone is able to just be themselves right oh my that like is a moment i think that brings wonder to to those new kids that have never done it they're like wow this is like this isn't super nerdy this is this is super awesome it's super comfortable and like i think a piece of that is us being present and showing up. Right. Yeah, being being present to them, yeah, leading by example, showing them what you want, showing them what what that joy looks like, you know. I think that's a piece of it. And I think also, you know, going back to that childhood piece or childlike piece, um, you know, so much of our child or so much of our children's um, days are scheduled. And so I think, you know, if I think back to my childhood, Childhood wasn't just driving from one activity to the next, you know, and, and these kids come to camp and again, nothing against sports, but, you know, as a fifth grader that is playing a triple header, you know, three baseball games in one day, just th- these kids are tired out, you know? And mm-hmm. so I think scheduling in again, just like we talked as adults, but giving these kids some, um, some free choice in their day, I think is a beautiful thing too, uh, to allow them to kind of just discover that wonder on their own. Uh, for those moments where they're just not scheduled, so that's what, yeah, that's what I, we do it. That I think about, uh, like as a history teacher, you know, they're well, kind of twofold. One, being a teacher in general, I know that there's a lot of research on sort of the power, the sheer power of actual boredom. Like that, yep. this is something like we're kind of missing in our society today with constant <clears throat> streaming of Netflix, video games, and the schedule of camps. Like there isn't really like a down moment. But then also as a history teacher, I'm like reminded of some of the great, like you had started this whole podcast off with kind of lose yourself in nature. And there's so many answers that are right in front of you in nature. And we know from like great design and to like even some technical problems or technical solutions have been, the answer have been to sort of copy nature. Right. Uh, And I just think about that, that like, you know, a lot of these guys, a lot of philosophers, even a lot of scientists got their discovery, got their breakthrough from that sense of awe, from like being in nature and and possibly to be honest, like if you read the textbooks, being bored. I mean, like they right. were they were whatever, like they were herding sheep and had nothing better to do, and they were just contemplating some things, and then it kind of hit them, right? Like yeah. So that 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 power that can come from that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, boredom is not a bad thing. No, no, yeah. not uh, at all. And I think it leaves room for your mind to have wonder, right? Because mm-hmm. like that boredom then kind of produces a new, almost baseline for there to be a pop of like, oh, like, yeah. what was it? was that a shooting star I just saw? Like, you know, but like you almost needed the baseline of like to to see that, right? Like, I don't right. think you're gonna see a shooting star if you're constantly updating your Instagram. That's, that's correct. That's correct. Yeah. Darkness is an amazing thing too. You know, I think just that, that idea of, um, you know, as light fades and things become dark and, and again, just kind of this, that idea that now you cannot see everything. And I think that that, uh, you know, there's a beauty in that too. So we've left off of the, how to be a purveyor. Sorry. That's fine. That's so, that's perfectly fine. Like it was all interesting. So, I mean, coming back to being a purveyor in, in my line of work, being 
an educator, having, you know, students in front of me all the time, I think it's important that we stop and think about our roles, you know, like, and not just like the content specific, not just right. the, the district scope and sequence. Those are all important. There's reasons we have them all. Right. But I think like for this topic, I just want to say that like, there's a moment where we, we need to think about the, the sort of humanity and, and, and maybe morality of our jobs, like what we're doing, like we are in front of and modeling constantly for students. Mm-hmm. A whole lot of things. I mean, like not only like the content, but also like how to be as a person, how to to also be happy as a person yeah. to be. I mean, as a as a camp director, I have uh, on my mirror a little sticker. I, I got it at a conference, and it just says I A A T, which stands for I am always teaching. So I nice. think that that uh, you know it's an important reminder that we are always teaching. Um, in, in what we're doing and, and what we're saying, but certainly what we're doing. And so I think to, uh, to live that joy, to stop and have those moments of wonder, that's, um, that's part of our duty. Yeah. I like your use of the word duty there too. I mean, that's, it's, thank you. It's important. Right. And I think like sometimes we need to elevate it with language to something like that. It's our duty. It's not just, yeah. it's not just good and we should do it. I mean, like, yeah, it just doesn't sound like, Oh, this is a good thing to do. No, we yeah. have to. Yeah, we have to. Like, that's a call to action, and I like that. And I hope, I don't know, I hope we all kind of do that. So, as I got to ask, as like a camp director, like, what what are some of the moments, like, not like whole story moments here, but just little moments that you feel produce a sense of wonder, right? If if we were to send our kid to Camp Gray, and this is not supposed to be like a a sell job here, but just this sure. idea, like, where are those moments that you like, oh, man, I love walking those kids down this path, or I love that moment on the ropes, or whatever. What yep. are some of those little, those moments of wonder that you literally, you know, you know it's going to work? Yeah, uh, I, I think one that comes to mind right away is is the stream hike. So kids, uh, you know, we have this uh, navigable class two trout stream that bisects our property, Harrison Creek, and you'll occasionally you'll see some little trout in there. But the kids get in, they put on rubber boots. And I think even just those transformations, let's say, I mean, how often do kids walk around in rubber boots, right? So uh, probably the last time you had rubber boots, it's, or, or it was, yep, or it's been a long time ago and it was when you're going to go out and stomp in puddles, right? Yep. Uh, as, as a little kid. So you put these stream hike boots on and you jump in the stream and you, you're heading upstream and you bend down and you put the clay all over your face. You know, and so you've got this moment now that not only are you you're immersed in the creek, but now you're physically touching clay, you're applying it to your face. You know, I think it's got it on on all these. You know, the the physical touch of it, the the feel, the smell of the clay. I think that's a moment of wonder for sure. I mean, it's by far one of the most popular activities. So, uh, what what I think I love on that, uh, just real short here, is that you use the word immersive, like, and I think mm-hmm. that just to kind of connect a little bit to what I do, that's what I'm always trying to do with my gamification is how can I, how can I make the experience just a little more, you know? And if that means going outside the classroom, that means that. If that means bringing sure. in a couple of props, that means that. But just right. anything we can do, like you said, all each of those steps made it a little better experience, a little more into the wonder when from it, the boots to the like just the physical space, like being at the creek's got to be cool. And yeah. then, then like you said, you even go with that, like get your hands in there, get dirty a little bit, 
yeah. apply it a little bit like, oof. And, you know, I know I've talked a lot about nature and some people might be thinking, oh, I'm not, you know, we're not near enough to that. But you could even take, let's say, a simple playground. Another very um, popular activity we do at camp is called a solo hike. And so, you know, you space the kids out every two minutes, let's say. So they're not alone in the woods, but they they feel as though, you know, they're going to encounter these cards as they go down the trail. Just a, you know, three by five note card. And it's going to have them stop and it's going to maybe it'll say turn and face the sun, you know, and just feel the warmth of the sun. Or it might say, you know, if you were a small bird, where would you take shelter if it was raining right now? You know, but you could use the we use those. We kind of tailor each solo hike to whatever subject matter we want those kids to think about so um I, it gives those kids an opportunity to contemplate something on their own um to be by themselves and to be kind of again just kind of lost in in thought and wonder so that's another uh, moment i would say that we provide here uh that's very powerful very meaningful for kids i love it i love that idea i i feel like we could build that into like school like we could definitely yeah. do that you know even in even if we have to inside depending on like where you live but like yep. you could also do that depending on how big your campus is uh, yeah. but even if it's a small campus you could, you're just talking about putting these note cards every so often if you have a class of 20 like spread them out a little bit and you know talk yeah about the one on the you site. Know, you've got some nice thinking time on both ends because you're waiting to go as you know as you're being released every two minutes and then as you finish now you've got kind of all these thoughts you know to contemplate and maybe you've got a journal that you can scribe some notes. In so, little that. little technical question, just because we got into it. Sure. Like, do you? Is it like a wedding, like uh, you know, procession where it's like every two minutes you let like one more go, or does everyone start at like a point and then you like, oh, do a sound or something, and they all go to the next one? Oh no, good question. So, it we would run it as every every two minutes you release. The next kid so, uh, so yeah so like i said you got some kind of thinking time while they're waiting to go um and then so you just kind of got them spaced out every two minutes on the trip nice nice yeah that's awesome but I... by far one of the most popular activities that we do very that's simple cool. very simple. Well, i mean they say in uh cooking that you know sometimes simple is the best right just good Indeed. ingredients and it's, it's a good time right that's right so well, Jeff, this has been great, but we are at reflection time. So this is where we're going to, you know, get hit with a quote here. And then we both are going to kind of try to apply it to what we we are talking about. And today's Hello. quote is brought to us by a sponsor, Socrates. Socrates. Uh, yeah, big, big, big sponsor. Huge sponsor. <laughs> uh, mainly because all of his work is now open source because it's so. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, all right. So the quote goes. Wonder is the beginning of wisdom. Mm. Do you want to go first on spinning that today's conversation, or you want me to go first? I'm going to turn it to you, Michael. All right, I love <laughs> it. All right, so for me, being a teacher, uh, educator, you know, always constantly like teachers can't stop being a teacher. I mean, like you either are always in that sort of mode, or you're always thinking like you're out somewhere and you're like oh i could use this for the classroom sure. or this would be great or i'll pick up an extra copy of that um and so what i love about this is we i think the, per this whole episode we sometimes forget that wonder is an amazing piece of the equation that it isn't just content delivery it's not just like prepping them for the next experience right 
that wonder and awe are powerful tools, both for the emotions, but as well as the mind. And like mm. those, those concepts, when they're experienced with that sense of wonder, they stick. And, mm. you know, like, I think we just got to remember, like when we're making the educational cocktail to put, put a little, uh, put a little wonder in there too. Right. A little, a little wonder. Um, yeah, you know, I've also heard it said that wonder, if we looked at it as being said, um, coming to know something you thought you already knew. So if you think about, I would call it a gift, the gift of wisdom. Um, you know, sometimes we think we know something, uh, but if we, if we really pause again to take that time that we've been talking about to, to really wonder, to dig into something, to get outside ourselves, I think that's really where that wisdom comes from. Um, is to think, well, you know, maybe I don't know everything there is to know about some topic or whatever. So um, I think wisdom is a beautiful thing. Uh, just because we're teachers doesn't mean we have all the wisdom, right? Um, and I think that 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 time to wonder will open us up to that fact, just like you talked about with Plato, that we're smart enough to know that we we don't really know. Mm -hmm. yeah. And there's there's wisdom in that for sure. There's wisdom, definitely wisdom in that, and a dash of maturity to like, <laughs> you know, like own that, that you don't, you know? Right. Well, Jeff, thank you so much for being part of Well Played today. It's been so awesome having you on. I, I kind of hope I, we can have this chat again sometime. Let's do it again. Let's do All it right. again. Thanks, I love Mike. it. Yeah. And everyone else, thank you so much for joining us. It's, it's always an honor and a privilege having you guys be part of the show. If you want to sort of make a comment on the show, where you can find it is on my YouTube channel. This is episode 122. So just go up to that video. And if you want to post a comment there, that'd be great. We would love to hear from you. And everyone, just enjoy your week and play on. <laughs>